2020. Here we are from the kitchen. It's myself, Lee, hosting this week. Reed cannot be with us. He is self-isolating, not because he's sick or anything. What have you. Uh, so he's not coming into the office. We will not be meeting up. And it's 2020, but we don't have the capabilities of streaming and recording a prod- pod- bleh, podcast properly. So Reed's going to be on hiatus. We will hear from him from time to time on the Public Beta Podcast, which you can listen for Wednesdays. But I am joined today by my lovely wife, Krista. Hi. I have forced my lovely wife, Krista, to sit on this podcast with me. Thanks. You're welcome. I had to rip and tear you away from Animal Crossing, uh, which is... We'll get you right back to that as soon as possible. Uh, We'll also be joined by Ziggy, who thinks that 10 a.m. is a perfectly good time to have have lunch. Isn't that right, Ziggy? Oh, now he's going to be quiet. Uh, So what we have in store for you today is a, a special review... (laughs) <laughs> and then a review of AEW Dynamite from this past week, which admittedly was not as good as their effort uh, the previous week. The special review we have for you today is the season finale of Total Bellas from last March or April or something like that. Uh, season 4, episode 10. What what a roller coaster ride. Uh, actually, compared to every other Total Bellas and Total Divas episode we've watched, which is a lot of them, we've watched the majority of both of these reality shows, yes. for better or worse. And uh, not a lot going on in Total Bells. I understand why they are maybe having a... They're having, like, season all-time low ratings. Just there's not a lot interesting going on with them. There's not... I don't know if it's they're too busy to do the stage stuff they normally do on the reality show. Or that the personalities of the Bella Twins on their own are, are currently not enough to make an interesting reality show based on. But they tried. And this is the season finale. So Total Bellas returns this week... With both Brie, oh, there, there, Ziggy. With both Brie and Nikki being pregnant, uh, so this is going to be the pregnant season. Brie with her second child, Nikki with her first, with a boyfriend that may be the boyfriend at the end of the Total Bella season, maybe a different guy. I don't know. Mm. It was very weird that they couldn't mention John Cena by name. She references, isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah. She's very vague about it. Uh, well, yeah, she's like my ex. It's like he was on the show for three <laughs> seasons. You can't say John. Maybe they can't. John Cena's like, you can't say my name anymore. That's the ultimate ex-boyfriend move. Uh, But let's talk about it all the same. Uh, So the plan is for next week, we're going to do What Remains of AEW Dynamite, either by myself or me yelling at my wife, one of the two (laughs) versions of the podcast. Uh, I'll be talking about Dynamite, and then we're also going to talk about the Total Bellas Season 5 premiere, Pregnant Bellas. I've subtitled it. Exciting. Yes. Was it? What's the name of their wine? Bella Bella, Ricci? Bella Ricci? Bella Radici? No, Bella Radici. That's got to be it. Lionel Richie? So, we uh, we pick up with the Total Bellas at WWE Evolution, which was a female-only pay-per-view they did. I didn't know this happened. Yes, this happened. Women are finally evolving. You've done it. (laughs) Thank you. You're driving cars, you're voting, and now you have your own pay-per-view. October 28th, 2018. Remember, 2018... Seems like a long time ago. All women's pay per view. Nikki versed uh, versed Nikki versus Ronda Rousey was your main event. This was uh, after the Bella Twins' return. Brie wasn't so much wrestling, but Nikki was had a little bit of a run mm-hmm. uh, to herself. Uh, Rousey beats her 
uh, in this match, and this was supposedly maybe Nikki's last match, but WWE convinced her, hey, we want you around for Survivor Series and a European tour that's coming up, and Nikki's just like, well, sure. Yeah. Um, Napa calls, though. Bella Radici is what it is. I have it written here. Oh. Uh, it's harvest time. It's time to harvest the grapes, and therefore uh, the ladies need to make their way out to Northern California to Napa Valley. Uh, yes, Ziggy, yeah. very excited for Napa Valley. <laughs> Napa Valley's very over. Uh, it cuts to Daniel Bryan before a commercial here, and he keeps repeating the line, I'm salivating over getting to do something different when I verse AJ Styles. This happened three times. It cut away to a commercial. What a word. He's salivating. Yeah. Uh, he, so, like a reality show, because I'm taking notes, which is the first time I've ever taken notes for a Total Bellas episode. <laughs> And uh, I noticed that when they do commercial cutaways, they are setting something up that's going to happen like two commercials from now. So the Dan O'Brien thing, we heard him say the line, salivating at the opportunity to do something different. Uh, and so with Total Bellas, they don't have John Cena anymore. They have Daniel Bryan as a main character here, being Bree's husband. So we cut to him doing wrestling stuff. And then most of the Bella stuff has to do with, they are both moving. Yes. Uh, they are uh, quitting wrestling. They are trying to get all their other brands going. They have a clothing brand called Birdie Bee. Mm -hmm. They have their wine, Bella Radici, uh, which I'm sure if you said it with like a nice Italian accent, it it would sound Bella Radici. It would sound like nice, but for some reason, Brie, who is part Spanish and should be able to like, you know, roll an R or something like that. Every time she says it, it's just like basic bitch. We got to focus on Bella Radici (laughs) and it's just awful. It's like nails on a chalkboard. All right, <clears throat> JJ is visiting. Uh, oh, JJ. JJ took the first opportunity to take his shirt off. Uh, yes, he takes his shirt off a few times. Uh, <laughs> he is the brother of the Bella Twins. Uh, in a previous episode of Total Divas, he sent a pic- picture of his dick to his immediate family. Yeah, to the whole family. And they thought it was hilarious, <laughs> uh, which is interesting. Can you imagine, like, just your cousin or something? Just like, oh, shit, I post my dick in the group chat with, like, all the aunties and uncles. That's who JJ is uh, for... Did he include aunties and uncles? I'm pretty sure he sent it to his mom and stuff. He sent it to his immediate family. Oh, yeah, but that's, like, his sisters and his mom. Oh, yeah, because that's better. <laughs> it's not his uncle, it's his mom. <laughs> just sent a Still, his I dick. mean, she's seen it. Uh, Brian uh, tells uh, Nikki, who Bertie refers to as Auntie Coco, Nicole, mm-hmm. uh has taught Birdie to blow a raspberry every time uh, she is asked what Nikki does for her job. <laughs> she just goes, uh, and that's pretty good. It's cute. Uh, Daniel Bryan heel turn. He hoofs AJ in the nuts, and uh, when the ref's head is turned, and he wins the WWE SmackDown Championship, means uh, meaning now he will be the one who has to fight Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series, as Survivor Series is champion versus champion, is brand versus brand. Oh. So nothing actually matters for cha- for that, except you get dream matches, like say, you get suddenly you get Daniel Bryan versus Lesnar. I don't know why AJ had to take the knee here, maybe he was injured, mm. uh, IRL, or had to do something, but he was out, and then Daniel Bryan, evil Daniel Bryan, who later becomes like granola Daniel Bryan when he's got the wooden belt and stuff. He's hanging out with uh, Eric Rowan. Uh, that's to come. That hasn't happened yet. But no. this is this is the beginning of it. So that's exciting. He was salivating. Yes. he's He got that creepy face on while he salivates. Uh, so he's, you know, it's still, the show is still kayfabe. They try to still talk about pro wrestling as if it is not something that is predetermined. But they do talk about being a bad guy or a good guy and working a match. But they'll never say straight up that Daniel Bryan knows he's losing. They present it as if it's still pro wrestling, even though Daniel Bryan is pretty cut and dry saying I am now becoming a bad guy but if you were into wrestling you'd be like oh he's just telling us he's becoming a 
he's just a bad guy. Mm-hmm. It's like a WWE heel turn. They get on the microphone, they're just like, I am a bad guy now. And you're like, oh, okay, we still don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, Nikki hasn't been to Napa since her big breakup with her ex. Mm-hmm. And uh, being there reminds her of her ex-boyfriend. Uh, and we haven't watched this season of Bella's, so we assume she's talking about Cena. Yeah. But there could be an in-between guy we don't even know about. Uh, she says her affinity for wine will pull her through. The, wi- the wine is helping. Uh, the copious amounts of wine is helping her in this difficult time. It's time for a photo shoot. Brand photos. Nice. JJ's in on this. We don't know if he's part of the wine company, but he's taking pictures with the wine. He's playing billiards with the wine. <laughs> the girls are uh, in the vineyards sniffing the grapes, holding the wine. Uh, good times. It seems like all you do in Napa Valley is just get fucked up. Uh, yes, you're surrounded yeah. by wine and grapes. Why not? I was noting that for every supper, they had both red and white wine next to them, which is like, fuck off with that. Uh, Nikki has to leave on a European tour. Bree's is like, fuck that. Don't do it. Bree. Since we've been watching Total Bellas and Total Divas, her entire character is based around telling Nikki not to do things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's their relationship. If Nikki's like having doubts about something, Bree just talks her out of it. Never into anything. Always out of things. Uh, but to be fair, they both have dumb ideas and need someone there to... Nessa's now joined us mm-hmm. to cry on the podcast. I know. It's Total Bellas. I get it. JJ prepares a wine tasting to test his sister's knowledge. Uh, in addition to four different types of wine, your Merlots and your what have yous, uh, he's also included soda and tequila. Thankfully, the Bellas were able to uh, distinguish soda and tequila from wine. Not only that, Brie guessed all the actual wines correctly as well. Was she 100%? She was 100%, yeah. Oh, she was uh, good. Nikki only messed one up. Yeah. Uh, so credit to them. At least the editors felt that maybe it wouldn't be good to see, make them seem like complete idiots. <laughs> Whereas for how many seasons of this show, we're getting to the centaur part. So, I mean, it, it comes back around. Anyways, harvest time. Three schlubs in reflective vests are standing in the woods. Uh, the Bella twins are out there. Nikki, I don't believe, wears a bra this entire episode. She never wears a bra, ever. Uh, the wine pickers, they're giving her. They're, they're pushing, they push the buckets along the bottom of the grapes. It's and intense. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Never thought I would... I know! <laughs> Supper time in Napa. More wine. Brie bored about the idea of turning 35. She's done with birthdays. She's done with birthdays. Yeah. She's done with aging. Why can't I just ascend to goddess status? and overlo- um, They've decided uh, a theme party is best. Mid-Bella's Night Eve, uh, as it's described... Cocktail service by half man, half horse. Yes. Uh, which Brie came to very quickly. Uh, maybe something from her dreams, her she, wildest she's fantasies. She's married to Daniel Bryan. So, <laughs> as far as a half man, half horse goes, he's more like a pony, like a Shetland. Yeah. Yeah, a goat. Um, Daniel Bryan arrives in time for wine stomping. Uh, the sisters nearly kiss, I have written here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there. Nikki reached over a, a fence and Brie leaned in. <laughs> Those are some of the best moments in the show between the two of them, though, is when they're just being like idiot sisters who are drunk. Yeah. Uh, they're just like, I thought you were going to kiss me. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brie uh, is going to explain her idea for her 35th birthday to Daniel Bryan. Yes. Uh, and she says, says to him verbatim, we're going to have centards. <laughs> And Daniel Bryan is like, 
what? Cent- we're going to have centards serving us drinks. And Nikki's like, se- like half men, half horses. And yeah. Downright's like, centards? And he's like, yeah, there's no D. It's not centards. Uh, however, what we saw later in the episode, I would classify as a centard <laughs> yes. over a centaur. Daniel Bryan to fight Lesnar at Survivor Series. Uh, that's a little cutaway there. Cause they, it's so weird because they're just like stomping grapes and doing this dumb shit, talking about centards. And then it cuts to like, meanwhile, backstage at WWE, Daniel Bryan has to fight Brock Lesnar. Okay, anyways. I think they uh, need to put in a marginal amount of wrestling in well, order to keep it, the boyfriends It involved. made more sense when the girls were wrestling, but now this, as of this next season, they have nothing to do with the WWE. Yeah. So are they still going to be cutting back to Bryan, who's still involved? Is it still part of um, it, it WWE made, productions? Like, listen, it, it made more sense when Cena and Daniel Bryan were in the show, and the girls were also involved with wrestling, and yeah. Daniel Bryan's return and stuff like that. So, yeah. like the the reality show hit at a at a perfect time for there to be content. Now they're almost kissing while stomping grapes. Uh, Nikki decides she will quit. She's ready to fold her jersey up. Uh, that's it. Uh, everybody clinks glasses and then clinks them some more. Uh, also, she's bought a house in L.A. She was soon to be homeless. I don't know what the hell that was about. Two, uh, two weeks to becoming homeless. Still hasn't yeah, bought a house. I liked her laissez-faire uh, reaction. She's like, I, Brie, I'm going to be homeless in two weeks. It's just like, <laughs> whoa, okay. Rich people problems. Uh, so she bought a house in L.A. She's going to go live in the cesspit of homelessness that is Los Angeles. Uh, speaking of Los Angeles, the Staples Center. Daniel Bryan's warming up in the back like a little spider monkey. Uh, he's ready to fight Dan- uh, Brock Lesnar. Uh, guess what? Ref has his back turned. Dick kick to Brock Lesnar. The, the the fans are confused. They uh, they edited this a little bit to make them even more confused. Um, it's the Bell's 35th birthday. Unfortunately, Daniel Bryan could not be there. He's fighting Brock Lesnar. Uh, half man, half rolled up carpet paper mache roller skate guy comes out. He uh, had... Um... Horns that turned in like a ram? At first I thought he was a satyr. Yeah. Because I didn't see his ass. He (laughs) just had like the satyr legs and the horns. I'm like, oh, he's like a pan, like a satyr or something. Uh, He's going to play the pan flute. And then I saw that uh, more like a wooden train. You know those like magnetic trains or the coupling (laughs) train? He's got like a weird uh, trailer hitch on his ass that's connected to... That's the horse part. Yeah. Like a like the novelty uh, joint that Kenny and Spenny rolled in the marijuana episode when they had to do the marijuana PSA, so they rolled ro- rolled that like giant carpet sized oh, joint. Right. That's what his ass looked like, but painted brown, <laughs> and then roller skates. Uh, and by God, Brie had her centards. Uh, the he's he's uh, in in shape. I don't know if this is a regular waiter at this restaurant, and they just asked him to do this, and he was down. Or you can call a service that provides a centard. I don't know. I feel like she probably hired him personally. Right. I, uh, I, I don't feel a waiter at a restaurant maybe, was like, yeah, you, let me do this Do you know what's the more you? likely scenario? Male stripper. Oh. Based on, but it is, they're also in like San Diego and they're in California. So people I, are just cut up like that all the time. But this waiter is in good shape. JJ, seeing how good uh, shape this waiter is in. Uh, says, well, you should see how good shape I am in. And again, in a surrounding of just his immediate family and friends, uh, he takes off his shirt. He was encouraged, though. Well, he goes, don't ask me to take my shirt off. And then proceeds to take his shirt off. No one one asked him to take (laughs) his shirt off. Uh, But everyone was encouraging him, including his family. Uh, So this is what you get. Uh, Weird family. Mm -hmm. Or or best family. I don't know. We cut to uh, Bree 
Uh, she's packing. Everyone's drunk at this party. They do some quick montages of like the Bella's mom, like just like dancing yes. and like just tits everywhere. Uh, now Bree's packing up their house in San Diego. They are moving back to Phoenix, Arizona. The sisters will be apart. Uh, no, no visits from Auntie Coco. Uh, they drive away in their Escalades, uh, looking very sad. Uh, they're they're now in Phoenix. Uh, Bree's like, Daniel, how, how is it like? How are the dogs adjusting? Daniel Bryan informs us that Winston has, in fact, shit on the floor as of this morning. Uh, Bree is worried about Nikki, uh, who, who she, she... Bree, on one side here, it's just like, uh, Nikki can take care of herself. Yes. But Bree puts a lot of focus on the fact that if Bree doesn't have Bree... If Nikki doesn't have Bree or a John Cena or boyfriend, that Nikki will be hapless and be, like, doing blow and, and take, like... Porno. She thinks she'll go crazy. Yeah. Like, accepting everything. Listen, if you want those ratings back up, <laughs> Nikki's gonna have to do a little blow. Uh, and that's kind of it. There you go. Nick, oh, sorry. There was a montage of Nikki walking down the street sexily. Oh, right. Uh, tits to, out. To, uh, yeah. What was it? To show off her new boyfriend. Yes. Usually the slit in the dress goes on the leg. This slit was just like her pussy. Oh, no, there are dresses like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what Nikki's rocking. Because she's getting on a motorcycle, so you gotta have the pussy slit. Yes, makes it easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like riding a horse. Uh, so she, <laughs> she's got some kind of hairy hipster of a man, and they ride off into the sunset. He's and, a dancer. And that, He's a dancer. And that's yeah. it for Total Bellas. Season <laughs> 4, episode 10. I can't wait for what this... So the, the comedy between the sisters being pregnant, I'm sure will be worth watching. Yeah, it's Nikki's uh, first baby. Like, she finally gets what she's yeah. wanting, right? So. Yes. So, congratulations, Nikki. Yes, Ziggy says congratulations as well. Uh, and that was Total Bellas. So, uh, in addition to Total Bellas starting this next week, the week after that, I believe on April 6th, sees the launch of the Big Show Show on Netflix, a sitcom based around Big Show's real life. It's a sitcom based around Big Show in the same way that, like, uh, the a Wayans Brothers sitcom is based around their life. It's just kind of like so. It's not like a real depiction of their as life. As far as it's I more know, of like a. So I didn't look this up. I don't know if it's re- it's his real kids or if like <laughs> they cast his kids or if he's got fake kids. I don't know, but it's the Big Show raising kids. Like if he had kids, does he have yes. kids? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paul White is the Big Show's name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll remember that by remembering Sean White. And the snowboarder? Him. Yeah. Yeah. Big Show, Sean White, both athletes, basically the same guy. Yeah. We they don't know that Big Show's hair isn't exactly great. Exactly the same. Uh, so, WrestleMania is coming up. Currently, the plan, uh, for the longest time, it was just going ahead. Obviously, that Oof. just can't be. Then it was going to be in the arena with nobody there. That's no good. Now, the idea is they're going to pre-tape it in the Performance Center, which just sounds awful. And wrestlers keep dropping off of this thing because they're either getting sick or they've been around. So, uh, as we saw on AEW Dynamite, they're asking a lot of the older staff members. Your Arn Anderson's JR, uh, Taz wasn't there, Excalibur, for whatever reason they couldn't get there. Because travel, admittedly, probably a little difficult in the States. They just weren't there. Uh, but in the case of the WWE, all these people are still asked to report for duty. But they did, like, a SmackDown or something last week. Or was it Raw? And, like, Rey Mysterio was there. Well, Rey Mysterio is now uh, under under self-isolation. But oh, he was gosh. there amongst all these other wrestlers. Uh, and apparently there was real-life heat on uh, The Miz for last Friday's SmackDown. Because he showed up sick. Uh, so the Usos uh, allegedly 
uh, we're going to, like, beat the living shit out of him because Roman Reigns, who's recovering from leukemia, is immunocompromised. Oh uh, so Roman Reigns, as far as he was concerned, was still going forward with his WrestleMania match, which is to fight Goldberg for the title. Ro- Roman Reigns has now pulled out of WrestleMania. Uh, there's no reason for him to endanger his life for any reason, uh, especially when he's kind of set. So instead of just canceling this match, instead of just seeing, like, so, like, Cesaro's out, Asuka's out, either for travel reasons or for health reasons. Uh, Dana Brooke is self-isolating. Uh, Miz is just, like, regularly sick, and I'm wearing a Miz shirt right now i become hyper-aware of. Uh, but what a douche. Like, stay home, man. Um, so th- it's, it's, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, tempers running hot, and then on top of everything, just, like, Vince, you can... There's a way to delay this. You, it's wrestling. You can make it up. You have 48 fucking writers sit in a room and f- six feet, feet, feet apart and figure this out. Figure out how to delay having to have WrestleMania. Do a pay-per-view and pre-tape it. Fucking fine. It doesn't have to be WrestleMania. You can delay this. There are no... It's Wrestling is a business where nothing is set in stone. Not, there are no rules. You can't say, oh, but in August this was supposed to happen. No. Nothing is supposed to happen. You're writing it as you go. You can change whatever you want. Uh, so very curious to see. I, they're apparently taping it as of last week. So none of it really matters, anyways, because it doesn't affect anything. <laughs> right, uh, and you know, good for them soldiering on and providing a, a, a show, an outlet, live wrestling for people to see. People want to still see re- live wrestling. People are tuning into AEW Dynamite uh, just just to see those characters and, and keep going. And we watched AEW Dynamite, um, so let's talk about it. Uh, as we mentioned, the the usual suspects in terms of uh, announcing a team were not there. So we had Tony Schiavone and Cody Rhodes on most of it. And I'm not going to say it was awful, but it wasn't good. Uh, and it really shows how much the announcing, uh, especially when there's no crowd and stuff like that to put it over, it shows how much those guys uh, really mean to the show. As they take things away from the show, as you take the crowd away from the show, as you take the wrestlers away, um, instead of having people in the crowd... On this, uh, on this show, they had them backstage in a picture-in-picture. Picture. I understand what they were trying to do there, but it would have been better without it. Uh, they're, they're grasping at straws. They're seeing what they can do. I still feel this show was a better, weird product than what WWE is, which is just the WWE show for three hours, but with no crowd. This still seems a little more aware of what's going on, and they're trying to work with it uh, in terms of camera angles and what they present. A lot of vignettes, a lot of, you know... But they, they, there's no women wrestling on this show. Uh, the amount of people backstage seemed halved to last time. Last time they had everybody was kind of there. Now it's very much, if we're not going to specifically use you in a match or something like that, or a vignette, please stay home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's fine. Uh, but it definitely, if we thought we were going to get the same dynamite we got last week with no crowd for the rest of time, it doesn't seem to be the case. I think they're going to be diminishing returns. Uh, but uh, good for them for trying anyways. Um, so we start the show, uh, with Cody and Tony introducing it. It's going to be Jimmy Havoc, uh, who was last seen on AEW Dynamite being fined $10,000, uh, every time he stapled something to someone's face. He kept, he kept staple gunning things to people's face. Famously, Joey Janela, he was, like, stapling, uh, cigarettes to his head. So, there's no good time to staple things to people's head. Uh, but that's Jimmy Havoc. But then you see Jimmy Havoc and you're like, that guy is stapling things to people's face. Look at him. Uh, so they have a match, uh, Cody Rhodes wins this. I don't intend to go very deep into the wrestling, as we didn't watch deep into the wrestling. <laughs> if I was gonna go back and watch anything, I might watch, uh, all of Kenny and Sammy, because I'm sure, uh, there was some stuff there I missed flipping through it. Uh, this cat is losing 
his little mind. Darby Allen has a video package. You thought that was a little weird. He's been doing those, though. He has, like, the face masks with the eyes cut out, doing weird, like, film student D kind of stuff that he's submitting. Uh, yeah, it didn't It's kind of his vibe. And then it goes into his, like, wrestling entrance, and it's over. People like it. Oh, okay. uh, little kids especially, they do his, like, face paint, and he's basically like Sting, if you want to think of it yeah. that way. Like, enigmatic good guy. Uh, oh, he's, he's a good guy. He's always fighting the bad guys. He's like, oh. yes. All yeah. right, then. Yeah. So he's not allied with anybody, but he will show up and fight the bad guys or on or team up with someone. So in the thing when John Moxley got attacked in the lobby, yeah. he was supposed to be Darby Allen was supposed to be partnered with with Moxley. He didn't go save Moxley. He instead stayed in the ring to not and then he went in a handicap match essentially against uh, Sammy Guevara and Jericho and almost won too. So he's like a good guy who tries really hard, but he's not allied with anybody. He's a weird weirdo on his own. Uh, anyway, he fought Kip Sabian, uh, who shows up with Penelope Ford, his arm candy. Kip Sabian, he's the super bad. He's just kind of like a show-off bad guy, heel. Yeah, not quite an MJF uh, level of heat, uh, but an okay wrestler. They had a match. Uh, Darby Allen wins this one, as he should. Uh, John Moxley shows up after a uh, squash match with Jake Hagar and Chico Adams, who is a jobber. Uh, as far as I know, that's just local talent. He's, he's not anyone who's been on television before. Uh, squash match, you know what that is. No. Uh, make someone look strong by just having them really go over the other wrestler. If a, if a good wrestling match is a 50-50 match, this is like a 90-10 or a 95-5. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe the guy throws one punch, but then he's just... Done. Uh, or, or like, Braun Snowman... Braun Snowman. Snowman. Braun Strowman was having, when they were trying to get him over, he would just come out, it'd be a five-second match. He would chokeslam the guy, fucking flip him oh, over, yes. and it's pin him. Uh, it's an enhancement match. It makes, holy shit, look how strong this guy is. What's going to happen when he versus an actual wrestler? Uh, and this used to mean something. Now in WWE, it's just like, you're squashing someone until you're not. Yeah. Uh, then suddenly, oh, you're going 50-50 with, okay, that's weird. Uh, and, there, yeah. Uh, so it's like power levels. There's something in the back of your head where you do rank wrestlers based on like, oh, this guy could take this guy, or this guy could take that guy. This team versus this team. Oh, these guys should have it. Like they should take 75% of the match. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's an invisible math going on at all times. Uh, and when the writing veers off of that, like when you have a group of three people versus what you're trying to elevate as a tag team, like we have with Joey Janela and Private Party versus the Death Triangle, which is Pac and uh, the Lucha Brothers which is like Triangula de Morte or something in Spanish, which sounds way cooler yeah, in English, Death Triangle. Uh, it was like an even match against those guys, but these guys who you're trying to elevate as this powerful team, they should be taking most of that match and really not squashing those other guys, but handedly taking care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, John Moxley comes out after this and uh, delivers a DDT to Jake Hagar, the paradigm shift. Jake Hagar almost gets an ankle lock on him. Uh, and they kind of have some words, and that was it for John Moxley on this show. Uh, we have a medical update on Nick Jackson, who had his head crushed by a steel door. Right. Yeah, he had blood dribbling out of his mouth like the clown from Billy Madison. Uh, he was fucked up. He didn't look good. Uh, so he's okay. He's working out. Vanguard One, Matt Hardy's drone is spying on him. Uh, he, Vanguard One's its own character, eh? Vanguard One is a sentient drone uh, <laughs> who is like his own, yeah, like a droid, basically. Yeah. Um, and we'll revisit that in a second. Uh, Cody repeated himself quite a bit on commentary. Listen, uh, if I was put in that same, you know, uh, Cody at least being a wrestler and being one of the the CEOs of the company mm-hmm. kind of knows the direction the storylines are going, and he did a perfectly serviceable job. Tony Schiavone, fine, solid. 
Uh, but it's it's not going to compare to J.R. Taz and Excalibur. Excalibur knows all these guys, knows all the moves. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's unfortunate that those guys aren't there. Uh, we had Kenny Omega with his AAA Mega Championship, which is a Mexican cha- heavyweight championship from the AAA uh, thing in Mexico. He is allowed, uh, through a relationship with AEW and AAA, to defend his belt on AEW as he sees fit. So he challenges the uh, the Spanish god, Sammy Guevara. Uh, they have a 26-minute long match here with uh, Kenny going over with the one-wing angel. Uh, right before this all went down... Sammy gives him the big middle finger, uh, which Kenny just gives him a V trigger, which is the big kick, which is a Street Fighter move, by the mm-hmm. way. And then the One Wing Angel named after Sephiroth, as I said. Uh, Kenny, maybe a bit of a nerd. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Does a lot of pointing. Less pointing with less of a crowd, because uh, it would be completely ridiculous if he was just constantly pointing at things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be silly. Yeah. Uh, so we have a. Uh, we have an inner circle, what have you. We have Jericho is out. Uh, they had some time to fill here. I don't know what to say. He is cutting a promo on a drone. He invites the drone to join the inner circle, fill its gas tank with bubbly. Uh, I have no doubt that Jericho went out there not knowing a single thing he was going to say. And on th- on that alone, this was fantastic. Uh, he calls out Matt Hardy, who teleports to the ring. Uh... Which you can never do if there was an actual crowd there. Also, like, it's windy and Jericho's got that long hair. So, like, the jump cuts are, like... But, Not good. <laughs> so, the thing about this is, uh... I will explain it away by saying it's intentionally bad. Matt Hardy okay. debuted this broken character, like, four years ago on, on uh, TNA. Uh, him and uh, his brother Jeff, who's still in WWE at this point... Uh, and it was it was this it was the crazy hair it was the delete it was uh, calling people the maker of pain and the bucks of youth and the delete delete and like he's completely lost his mind and he's been frazzled uh, and there are huge vignettes that they filmed at their house basically and it was so goofy and like backwoods that it got super over I don't dislike it I don't feel anything towards it it's it's dumb uh, they Matt Hardy and Jericho spoke in the ring for what felt like a million years. In this segment, uh, the highlights were highlights. The lowlights were just like, wow, this is still... I looked at the time remaining. I'm like, there's five fucking more minutes? These guys are just fucking talking at each other. And it's like, fine. Uh, I like the Jericho character. I like the... the, 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 the but I, I Jericho is good opposite a good straight man, like a John Moxley, who's just an ass kicker. Mm-hmm. Opposite this fucking insane guy with this fucking red highlight in his hair and this fucking robe he's wearing. I don't know. Uh, but the thing is, the the elite has called in Matt Hardy as their fifth member for Blood and Guts, which is a War Games match, which is when they have two rings inside of a steel cage. Two which rings. Is, yes, which is something that Cody's dad, uh, the American Dream, uh, uh, Dusty Rhodes, came up mm-hmm. with. Uh, WWE owns War Games, uh, so Cody trademarked all the other names that they didn't. One of them being Blood and Guts, which has now been delayed because it was supposed to be in Newark, which isn't allowing gatherings of more than ten people. And the match itself is 11 people in a ring. Oh, well. Regardless of... So they're delaying that. Uh, and Which is fine. And it was going to be the Elite versus the Inner Circle. Matt Hardy joining the Elite. So Jericho's trying to uh, use his charisma skill to win Matt Hardy over. Uh, and it hasn't been working out for him. So that's that was the show down there. And then they beat up uh, Matt Hardy. Uh, Kenny Omega uh, comes out for the save. No Hangman Page here. No, uh, no Matt Jackson that I remember seeing. Uh, it's just kind of whoever was there. And maybe they'll be cycling through those guys week to week, letting everybody else stay home. Makes sense. 
And that was AEW Dynamite, uh, which was the worst episode of it this year. But there's a lot of caveats uh, to why that was. So we'll, we'll let it slide. That was it for Sultans of Slam. Krista, thank you for letting me yell at you. This, this episode. I appreciate it. It's so much different to talk to a person than to talk to my own computer screen, so I appreciate that. I'm sure you're going to have so much to say about Total Bella's season premiere and the big show show, which should be called The Big Big Show. The Big Big Show. So they've already fucked it up and it hasn't even started yet. Uh, Reed, thinking of you. We'll be talking about wrestling soon. Uh, that is it. That's it. If you want to interact with the show, ask us a question. Uh, at Tits Iceberg on Twitter, Lee at TitsTheIceberg.com is my email address or comment on the show itself. Thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. That's the Sultans of Slam and welcome to the jam.